0: Welcome to the Recruiting.Technology podcast, the best in HR automation, productivity, data, and more anywhere on these fine interwebs. Here are our hosts, Jason Roberts and Andrew Godomsky. Hi, this is Andrew Godomsky, and I um am... coming from you live at the Sands Exposition Center at the beautiful Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas, and this is Recruiting.Technology, and uh, I am solo without Jason Roberts, who's walking the floor doing some other things, but that's okay, because I want a one-on-one with Madeline Lorano of Aptitude Research, based out of Boston. She's one of the premier analysts in Human Resource Technology, and it's our first time on the show. Welcome, Madeline.
1: Thank you. That was quite the intro. I appreciate it.
0: let <laughs> <laughs> do what I can. So uh, we know each other for a while. We both kind of kind of play. You know, you're you're in the. you sit with? I'm an analyst in terms of being yeah. a data analyst. You're an analyst in terms of the vendor and the supplier space. So you know our our listeners kind of know what what I do. But can you just kind of help people understand what an analyst in the vendor ecosystem does uh, in HR technology.
1: Yeah, it's a question I get asked a lot because I think it's confusing what we do, but we try to provide clarity on the market. So we do research in terms of surveys and interviews with companies to find out what they care about with technology. And then we do a lot of briefings with vendors in the market to understand what's happening. And through that lens of understanding what customers want, understanding what vendors are doing, we're able to hopefully provide some clarity on what's happening in the market today.
0: Okay. Excellent. So, and, uh, and so you've got a lot of different constituents, right? But they. I imagine that you're 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 probably servicing the employers, but they can buy that research, they can buy that insight. But you're also then providing a service that's that, that's that's two-sided back to the vendor space, and saying this is what customers want, this is what your customers want, and you want that. That's part of their product development lifecycle. Is that yep. a fair statement?
1: That's a fair statement. But our research is actually most of it is free for anyone to download. Okay. So, um, but we do consulting work with um, companies too to help them understand what their priorities are understand what's happening in the landscape okay. we don't help them select we don't help them implement
0: but Excellent. Excellent. okay so let's get into some you know analyst speak <laughs> uh, here on the, the podcast. fun stuff yeah so so you're here talking uh, later today or tomorrow later today later today And uh, in the pre-brief we were talking about the elephants in the room mm-hmm. so um, you know Tell me about the HR tech elephants in the room or the talent acquisition elephants in the room.
1: So it's such a crazy market. So I kind of, putting together the slides, thinking about the presentation, I started looking back 10 years ago on presentations I've done and how much this market has changed. And what I started to really realize is that there are so many misperceptions today okay. that seem to be set in stone in, in this market that I think need to be talked about. Okay. Not necessarily clarified for me, but talked
0: about. All right, so... So let's, let's go through a couple of them. All right. So, just, you know, and, and you know, we, we've got no allegiance. We're just no. talking about companies and talking about tech. So what's first?
1: So let's talk about CRMs. Both of us are so passionate about the okay. CRM space. So let's start there because I think that's a big one. Um, to me, there um, are so many misperceptions about the CRM market okay. right now. I think companies often don't know what their options are. They don't know if they need a standalone provider or a provider that's part of a broader talent acquisition suite. And they're not necessarily looking at these providers in terms of partners, which makes the technology actually not getting adopted at right. their companies, which you, you're you helping them
0: with. Right. Well, I think it's interesting that you know we've got different technologies. So w- whether it's a CRM, or sometimes what's also coined as a recruitment marketing right. tool, um, you know, it might be part of an HCM package or not, the use case is usually the same, Mm -hmm. right? We're talking about pre-applicant communication, tracking data, and so on. And I think companies tend to, they, they don't buy very well there. They certainly don't adopt very well there. But, you know, I don't see a lot of differentiation in the feature benefit set from one system to another unless you're tying it to other systems. Right? And so people are like, what's the best CRM? I'm like yeah. the one you use. Yeah. Well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the one you will actually use, that yes. your recruiters will actually use is the best one. Right.
0: So so the first thing we don't want to do is Get the one they all hate.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because they won't use it.
0: Right. Because I've got tons of data that would say, here's all the ATSs that people don't like using, yeah. and here's the renewal rate in those areas where they don't like them. So they, don't, they get rid of it. They get rid of it. So why would you want to use a CRM that your recruiters had no say on? Right. Right? I think that that's, that's interesting. I, you know, I'm not... I think that there's a... One of the elephants that I run across is that people don't understand that... Not all CRM marketing tools are made equal. No, they're not. So, what's what, so, what, so? What are some of the different? What are some of the, yeah. the reasons why they're they're not the same?
1: They have strengths, and their heritage are in different places. So, okay. some are very strong on the career site side. Some are stronger on the CRM side. Some are stronger with referrals. Some don't even have referral capabilities. Right. So, we're not seeing this kind of apples to apples that we see in the ATS market. Even if some of the features kind of line up if you're doing an RFP. So I think finding out what those strengths are and what's important to your company is the first step. And then I think it's really thinking about the partner. I mean, Companies that are evaluating this technology need to look at what this company is, what does their leadership team look like, how much investment have they taken, how many customers do they currently have that are live?
0: Right. How, how, much,
1: how much cash do they burn through? You know, and these I, are real questions. These
0: are real questions. You know, I get—I'll admit that the CRM and recruitment marketing providers don't like me very much.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: because I say prove it yeah. I'm like no problem you send me all your data and I'll let the yeah. client know whether or not your tool is providing lift yeah they don't like that at all yeah. right but, but I do believe that that you can get mismatched in a purchase that's for sure um, the adoption tends to be a problem but one of the things that I find is that there's a there are more companies now and I'll, I'll point at somebody like Avature, right where they started to go to the applicant tracking space as well and so a lot of that was going on while GDPR was being published and so I advised a lot of companies to say I don't want you in a shared platform yeah. and they're like why? I said because I can make it legally defensible that you didn't move somebody from one system to another because it's been set up where they can't. Yeah. yeah. and they're like huh? I'm like you don't want to get four percent of your your income right. as a tax right. later because you made a bad purchase decision, right? Right. right. And, and, and so I think that you've got to ask the sharper questions um, on on how you know, the future benefits at the heritage. So if there were three or four things that you would tell someone to look for or to ask a, a vendor, what would they be?
1: I'd ask about their product roadmap,
0: okay?
1: because um, I think that does, that gets overlooked when evaluating providers. What we'll product roadmap? Yeah, exactly. I would ask about the amount of investment that they've taken and okay. where that investment has gone. Okay. And I would ask about the percentage of the employees that are focused on research and development versus sales and marketing,
0: Excellent. versus I, customer support. I love that. All right, what's our next elephant?
1: Let's talk about Workday. You okay. Down for that?
0: All right, so, all right, so my name is not William Cup, but I don't have a Twitter account, so I can't get shut down for this. So, the user interface around Workday tends to get a lot of complaints. People don't like its interface. So, forget the fact that there's only so many true enterprise players, right? Right, that are actually are in the market from a data analytics perspective, I love work Yeah. People are like, I can't believe, like I can take Workday reports and throw them into any visualization tool and I can get a major enterprise up and running in three weeks with Business intelligence globally, and they're like, How'd you do that? I'm like, Because it exports well, it exports well, yeah. And I'm like, It doesn't like I get that you can try to use their reports, right? But forget all that, it's easy to get the stuff out. And you decided to put all your stuff in one basket, so I'm like, yeah. All right, so now I can see everything. So that's why I like Workday. I um,
1: but think about the user experience part what global enterprise ATS provider does everyone love the user experience. The only nope. provider that I know that people love love the user experience is well smart recruiters and greenhouse. Yeah. And, those are the two.
0: And, and you know, God bless those guys. And you know, Jerome's working real hard to grow that business. But you know, I was sitting with an enterprise and they were they were going through this and they said, Who do you think we should ask? And I said, Who have you asked? And they rattled off a handful, you know, you know, iSIMS and Taleo and Workday and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what about this? And I'm like, that ain't going to happen.
1: But I think smart recruiters can support global enterprise if you look at their clients. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. It wasn't smart
0: recruiters, I said, they were, they were talking about one of the Three. yeah, yeah, head. yeah, one of the and, 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 and I said, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, why is that? I said, because you have 40 languages spoken in your business. Yeah. And we've got, you know, 70 countries represented. Yeah. And you know, we've got we got regulatory issues yeah. and 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 I said, you know, they didn't they weren't invested in a way to build a product for you. They were right. invested to build, you know, products for companies that have a hundred employees. Right. Not forty thousand distributed across twenty time zones. Right, right. You know. And I think smart recruiters is probably on their way, um, to probably challenging some of that. Yeah, I agree. That, that status, but it's also the but the, the, the but we also have different types of companies that are global now. I think yes. that the bigger manufacturing or globalized, say, medical device or healthcare, where you've got a lot of regulation. Mm-hmm. I almost tell I almost tell my clients, I'm like, you're staying with these four or five.
1: Yeah.
0: Because it's too I, risky. Because the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're not gonna protect you. Yeah. I mean if something happens, Oracle's gonna protect you. They're gonna to go to court and protect yeah. you. So they have to. <laughs> uh, Alright, so that's so workday. So what, what's your point about workday? What do you think?
1: I think that workday is invested in recruitment and I think that there's a lot of talk around IT making the decision. I think sometimes talent acquisition is making the decision. And I think as an industry, we're shaming talent acquisition leaders who are using Workday. Oh, wow. And that, I feel like, has sometimes happened.
0: You know, I my, my perception of Workday is if you use the applicant tracking system to do step-in status, you know, especially when we're sitting in the alley open, People say, well, you know, I need an ATS to do this. I'm like, are you going to use any kind of sense of automation at all? Mm-hmm. And they're like, we would love to. I said, well, I really don't care what ATS you're going to use. Yeah. If you're going to automate steps and steps. You're using
1: someone else. You're yeah. going to use someone else. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
0: So it's like, I don't care which one. What I want to know is how do I get the data in reliably so I can go ahead and translate your business with you? Right. Um, I think you're right. I think that I have seen lots of people like, oh, I can't believe that yeah. you're leading a group and you've got work day. I'm like, you know. I'm like, it, is well, it, is, right? it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, I'm trying to think of, we had that kind of. You know, it was kind of funny, like, um, years ago, you're a veteran too. Remember, like, when people used to get shamed for, like, posting on Monster yeah, and stuff?
1: Yeah, I know. I well, know. Like, oh, still I do, right? Still, yeah. Oh, you
0: use Monster. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah.
1: Yeah have lots
0: of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All
1: right. So what's the next one? So let's talk about, um, let's talk about campus recruiting. Ooh. A little okay. bit different.
0: Okay. So, so the thing, it.
1: campus recruiting is interesting to me because we're starting to see this new wave of tech providers entering the campus recruiting market, okay. right? Where before we just had nothing. Right. People would attend events and then you'd wait two months and enter it into the ATS. Um, For companies, a lot of times the budget for campus recruiting is very separate from talent acquisition. It's bizarre. It's so bizarre. And they're not using the same technology. Do you think there's going to be this merging of campus recruiting being part of broader TA Tech or its own suite of solutions separate?
0: So we aren't you know so I think some of this is language right so uh, so I, I go into businesses and say it's a multinational financial so so that's a good example will 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 we'll, uh, to be named later or not at all right is the company and Wall Street firm and like other Wall Street firms, they hire a lot of MBAs. They hire campus recruiting, and they're doing the academies where they, you know, academy universities, they got a list of 40. They go to the, you know, they have a huge recruiting team. Yeah. So we go in there, and we're looking at it, and I said, what the hell is going on? I'm like, do like, you guys know you're spending $7,800 a hire? And they're like, really? I'm like, yes. Yeah. I'm like, and your tenure is awful. <gasps> <laughs> I'm like, They're like and then I'm like well and like and then the best is when you do like a study that says, Oh, by the way, here's all of here's all the people over the last four years that left you that went to your competitors. Yeah. And then I'm like you're doing a great job training. So I don't know if we're going to have we already have separation of staffing yes. away from recruiting. Yes. But we don't I don't and I think that in some businesses. You're going to keep where campus will continue to be separated from full-time hires, yeah. right? Because event-based recruiting is different. What I'm, what I'm hopeful for is that we just call this event-based recruiting.
1: Yeah, that's what I think is
0: happening. It's like, oh, I mean, you know, the difference between opening a store. Yeah. And staffing a class, isn't that different? Right,
1: right. Or,
0: you know, we, you know, we have businesses, I'm sure you have customers too. They hire classes every 90 days in a customer service center. Mm-hmm. And they bring them on. I'm like, that's event-based recruiting? Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with our friend, Sean Shepard.
1: Yeah.
0: So he asked me about something he was working on about this concept. And he says, they got all this campus stuff. I'm like, that's event-based
1: Event-based. I said,
0: you want to widen this and, and blow it out? They can do it for anything. That's yeah. event. The
1: event, Yeah. And companies do there, con- right. so many events.
0: They do internal, internal events. Internal events. We have to, we have to staff a new yeah. factory. Yeah. We have to whatever. Yeah. I'm like, all right, so so what do you think is going to happen? There? I
1: think it's, it's going to... I think you're right. I think it's going to... You know, we have separate staffs, but we're going to see the, the capabilities being broader than just, just the
0: campus space. I'd love to see campus recruiting turn into early career. Yes. And so, you know, you go into a place like a, oh, I don't know, let's call this, let's say Ford Motor Company, and they'll have uh, the campus recruiting group is so focused on getting the young analysts and hot technologists and going to Stanford and everything else, but then they're not looking at the vocational, technical jobs. That right. They also hire I'm like, okay, well, what about your machinists or your mechanics? Right. Or, you know, I mean, you've got, you know, you look at a company like American Airlines and, you know, they've kind of had to figure out that they have to recruit their mechanics right. differently than everything else. Right. But why isn't that part of the same team?
1: Right. They're coming yeah. out of school. Yeah, they should be. They out, should be. There, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same, it's solving the same problem. Right. It, it should is, be the same team.
0: Well, and, you know, networking into uh, a different place now where, you know, upskilling has become so important.
1: Yeah, it's so important.
0: You know, um, there's, a, I don't know if they're here, but there's a group Penn Foster we do a lot of work with <laughs> and they, they have an upskilling. We actually show, we actually use upskilling as a way to actually retain people. Retain oh, that's people.
1: Great. Yeah, that's So great.
0: like after, when we see the trend where they're about to leave, you yeah. start giving them training and it actually extends yeah. them another year kind yeah. of stuff. But I think that that's where early career recruitment is, Needs to be. It can't just be about getting them in. It's like how his, you know university relations tech should be about getting people to productivity and increasing tenure? Yeah. Not just get them to come from Georgetown.
1: Right. 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 Solve the solve the problems of our business. That's
0: right. One more. We will, we'll, what's another one? And then we're gonna wrap.
1: Should we Should we do AI? Misperceptions there? <laughs>
0: We're in the Not AI the elephant.
1: Booth. I we're in the AI booth. We're, we're in the AI booth
0: at the front of the HR tech. All right. So what's what's the misperception about AI?
1: Well, I think there's a lot still for that recruiters have around AI, being nervous about AI, considering providers that don't have AI capabilities and they think they do, um, understanding. What they should look for when evaluating different providers so i think there's still just a lot of confusion i feel like as an industry we're still so far behind in how we talk about it yeah
0: it's it's interesting seeing so I'm in a, I'm in an unusual position because the the an, the, anal, the data analytics space mm-hmm. uses has been using machine learning yeah. for so long yeah. that you know you know when, when I see AI especially a few years ago here at HR it's I'm like that ain't AI
1: yeah right okay. right right
0: right okay but you know if you and our listeners have heard me say this definition a thousand times but. You know, AI is is literally defined as a machine that does work that a human would do rationally or uh, with, with, with the same amount of completion. That's it. Yeah. So, it, you know, you use rational judgment or it doesn't it act. Yeah. And that's the test. And so, I like a lot of the AI that we see here, um, you know, we, we try to sell it, you know, I think we're like, well, it's not, you know, cognition. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's not necessarily yeah. what it needs to be. Right. It doesn't right. need to be skynet.
1: Right. Right. And, you know, and and that's not what the talent acquisition buyer wants. No. It, well, they want help making better decisions around talent and well, communicating with talent. And
0: you know, I mean, you know, the, for the recruiters that are out there, I mean, one of the elephants I see in the room is this. You know, well, they're going to take our jobs.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Right. You know,
0: right. I'm like, well, and, and you know. Maybe maybe I maybe I poke the bear a little bit too much sometimes on this, but you know I just tell my clients I said I don't want you to replace any of the recruiters who leave from a headcount mm-hmm. perspective. And they're like, what do you mean? And I said, say you have a hundred right now. How much do you lose a year? You usually turn over about eight ten percent. I'm like, next year you're gonna have ninety. Yeah. And then next year you're gonna the next year you're gonna have eighty. Yeah. I'm like, really? I'm like, that's a, you want to increase productivity by 10%, 15%, 20 percent a year? pretty much going to be able to yeah. do that. Yeah, right. I said, just, right, right. just let them go. Right. I said, you're going to promote them. They're going to win the lottery. They're going yeah. to do whatever they're doing. But you don't have to replace right. the heads. You right. don't have to cut them either, right. by the way. Right, right, right. You know, the cutting, it's like the optics on it is right.
1: awful. Right, right,
0: right. Anything else you want to add for today?
1: I think that's it. This has been fun.
0: What's the big message for HR tech? So every year, so last year I thought the big message was convergence. It was, it was, everyone became a human capital management, you know, company. We can do it all. We can do it all. We can do it all. all. What do you, I mean, so we've been here just a couple of days. Are you getting a feel for what, what, what's the message this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, convergence is definitely still a theme. Okay. I think everybody's trying to do as much as possible and check that box. Um, partnerships have, have been a big theme, too. I think everybody's, like, big announcement is a new partnership. And, you know, that sounds great. It doesn't really mean much. You know this better than I do. Yeah. What does that mean? Does that mean that, you know, they're fully integrated? Does that mean that, you know, it, it means sometimes a little more than just a marketing
0: message? Yeah, I, mean, I have a handful. I don't know you've been, you know, had a handful of partnerships over the years. People say, how do you measure a partnership? like by revenue
1: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> by revenue
0: right? by revenue uh, right yeah I have I have seen a lot of that there's a lot of uh, co-marketing and yeah. co-branding we just had Doug Berg out here and they're announcing an integration with the guys here at Alio oh very good Alio um, well, I mean, all...
1: conversational AI is a big one, too. It's, yeah. Con- it's everywhere.
0: Yeah, it is. I, I think that, you know, we have an impact. So I'll, I'm going to look for it. But what I'm looking for is voice and video-based recognition and, and yeah. uh, AI, yeah. where, we're, where we're actually going to use conversations and our voices and then use that, you know, like I was asking, you know, on kit, you know, one of the founders here, I said, when are you roping in Alexa? Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, is that a roadmap? And he, he didn't dodge it. And I said, look, you're going to eventually have voice-based activation yeah, replace SMS technology yeah. for AI. Yeah. Because the consumers demand it. Yeah. And we're used to it. And we're used to it. This has been wonderful. Yeah.
1: This has been great for All me, right. too. Thanks for having me on the
0: show. Oh, thanks so much. Okay, we're going to wrap. So on behalf of Madeline Lomarano of uh, Aptitude uh, Research, this has been Andrew Godomsky from the Sands Expo uh, at HR Tech for Recruiting.Technology. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Please remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Follow us on Facebook or reach out to us directly through our website at www.recruiting.technology.